This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you here on this Buffalo Football Monday Time for us to go around the locker room presented by Connect Life. Connect Life, your blood and organ donor network. We begin with head coach Sean McDermott, who was asked about the surrendering of the 17-point lead and the costly turnovers against the Dolphins. Overall, we got to do a better job of, of at that point, um, you know, up 17, I think it was 17 zip, and we turn the ball over. So um, at the end of the day, you turn the ball over, you die normally a, a pretty quick death. And when you turn the ball over, three, I think we had three, three turnovers, one for a score. And, uh, and then we had the big punt return in there mixed in there as well. So um, not very good complimentary football. Not very good complimentary football for sure. Deion Dawkins addressed the playoff battle throughout the afternoon yesterday and you know he's asked like what's the message after the win like how are you guys processing this one are you relieved are you angry are you satisfied here's Dion's take on that you know um, in a playoff game like we expect it to be an up and down battle we expect it to, to like to be you know elite on elite so you know it's not supposed to be perfect like games and like that should honestly be every playoff game. It should be as hard as it's supposed to be, un- uncomfortable, and uh, an up-and-down battle. But, you know, like for us, like we just have to just focus on ourselves and clean up a, a bunch of like, li- like little things that could turn into big things. But um, the good thing is that we understand what's ahead of us and we understand what we did wrong and what we did right. So we're going to take it, craft-, craft it, and make it better. That's the thing, like, you got to believe with corrections and stuff and everything they're doing on a day like today, they got to know they got to tighten things up playing an opponent of the caliber, the one they're going to be facing on Sunday. Yeah. Um, And I'll say this, the, when you're a player, you look at the turnovers yesterday, the one that Josh throws to the one that he throws long. It's like, yeah, that was, you don't throw that. The one to Beasley, the guy gets his arm in and bangs into a guy running full speed to the touch the end zone. It's like, ugh. Yeah. You know, uh, those are bad. It could have been the worst you would think would be an incompletion. Uh, or it could have been, you know, a, you know, illegal contact or a hole, whatever. It could have been anything. But it's a, it's a deflection into a running player who goes down deep into the 18-yard line. Um, the sack strip, you think, okay, the sack you'll take, try and get away from it, you can't get away, you go down. Well, sack strip, fumble, bounce to a big guy, and he rumbles in. Those are pretty catastrophic results for plays that shouldn't have been that catastrophic. When you pile those up, it looks pretty bad. But when you take them as, as what they are, a, 
a batted interception to a guy you felt like was open, tried to gun it in, okay, probably should have gone somewhere else or thrown it over his head. Um, the sack strip fumble, what are you going to tell Josh not to try and fight to get out of that? You know, that's just, you know, you got to be careful with the ball. Yeah. Um, so all of that stuff doesn't seem ca- like a catastrophic mistake, even though it was an enormous effect on the game. But I think the enormous effect is cumulative, not in and of each one of them was in and of itself a, a deal breaker. Certainly the, the, the fumble recovery in for a touchdown gave him the lead, and it was like, oh, my God, you know, now you got a problem. It's all different. But in and of themselves, each of those mistakes are, are kind of manifested in, the, in all of them together rather than any one bad decision. And it's not like something you can equate, except maybe the throws. Are you going to try and gun it into Cole Beasley on a stop route on the sideline? Okay. That's different than going deep to John Brown over the top and you know laying it out there and nobody can get to it. Even though those are two throws that you wish you had back, it's a different kind of decision, every, both of them. So you're not going to – there's no generalities there, even though you say, well, he threw two interceptions. Well, it's far from it. And Peyton Manning told me one time, he said, every interception's got a story. And he looked at me, he goes, nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. So, well, the media wants to hear it. Right. What, they what say, happened? oh, he threw two interceptions. Well, that's like, two, that's like saying, you know, it's two completely different things even though they count as the same statistic. So yeah. it's hard for, to get these things quantified and hard to get into the mind of the players and, and get them to say, wow, you got to stop doing this. Well, stop doing this. Well, which one? They're completely different interceptions. You know, That's the way players think about it. So I get it. Turnovers almost got them beat yesterday. No question yeah. about it. But it was three completely separate instances, that were com- none of whom were alike, that got you beat. So you can't, it's not, when you go and watch those on film, you're talking about three completely separate mistakes that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. So that's what you got to get around, your mind around. Don't make any mistakes. Okay, fine. You're never going to make any mistakes. You always will. But there are three completely different things. Yeah. And the Bills lived that. A quarterback that was dead set on not making any mistakes. It was Tyrod Taylor. He'd also throw for 180 yards. Yeah. And one touchdown. Maybe one touchdown. You know? So you kind of have to take some of the risk with all of those rewards that Josh Allen gives you. I'm telling you right now, too, in Kansas City, in Cincinnati, in Jacksonville in particular today, in L.A. with the Chargers, all of those teams are saying the exact same thing about their quarterbacks. The top four quarterbacks in the AFC, Mahomes, Allen, Lawrence and Burrow. Everybody will say the same thing. You just can't turn it over because yeah. when they do, they have problems. And and for three of those guys, two of them, three of those guys, the other ones, not ours, that aren't Josh Allen, they're all saying the same thing about turnovers today. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence threw four of them in the first half yesterday. Or Saturday, yeah. Saturday. And Mahomes has turned it over more lately than, than Josh Allen has. And, you know, so <laughs> what are you going to do, man? Yeah. Speaking of Josh, he commented on having Cole Beasley and John Brown playing slightly larger roles of late. Beasley with his most extensive work yesterday, which included a touchdown, and John Brown, who had a big touchdown play in last week's game at the end of the regular season. Here's Josh on adding those veterans back to the fold. It felt very comfortable. Um, you saw it. Steph, or it was Cole's first playoff touchdown, I think, in his career. That's what uh, Kevin Kearns just said. 
So uh, that was that was pretty pretty fun um, to to get the ball back to him. Obviously bouncing around, uh, bringing him back, and just being able to run some of our old stuff. And he he remembers it and um, was able to run it and execute it. So uh, it's it's good to have vets like that. Yeah, it is good to have vets like that. And here is Cole Beasley basically talking about his ability to contribute to the offense more than he had in the previous three practice squad elevations during the regular season. It's been a ride for sure. Um, it's been a tough year for me just, you know, being at home and watching um, and then, you know, coming back and I kind of got to play a little bit the uh, the three games in um, the season, but it wasn't as much as maybe I'd like. Um, so I still feel like I'm kind of getting in the groove, but um, really I'm just trying to, to enjoy it. Um, perspective changes a lot, you know, when you're in that situation. So I'm just happy to be here with guys like Gabe. And um, I mean, he was he was calling me the whole time I wasn't here, but you know, I missed him so much. It's not the same, you know. So it's just good to be back here with the guys, and I'm just you know trying to enjoy every moment. And then the last one we've got is from Tredavious White, who was asked about rookie Kyrie Elam and the strides he has made in the course of his rookie season. Kyrie, he's, he's such a student of the game. Uh, just the way that he attacked the week, uh, coming in on uh, off days, catching balls. So him catching that pick is something that he's been waiting on. But uh, he's, a, he's a student, man, and he, he really wants it. His desire to, to be the best that he can be is just – is this next to none? The way he prepared, the way he come in and take care of his body as a rookie, man. Uh, the success he had today is not a surprise. Just the way he, you know, prepared himself throughout the week and uh, and weeks prior to to be be in this moment and be ready. So I'm um, definitely proud of. Him. All right, that's Tredavious White on Kyrie Elam, and you know, Steve and I, we have an office at the end of the field house here uh, when we come to work, and so we're in and out of the field house, coming here into the studio all the time. Kyrie Elam's in there catching balls off the jugs machine Mondays, Tuesdays, when he doesn't even have to be here. But he's in, he's in there catching balls. And finally paid off for him yesterday. Had a huge takeaway that swung the momentum of the game. You know, and they get a touchdown off that pick. It was big. Yeah. It was, yeah, it got him off the schneid. Uh, plus, it was, you know, he was really good in pass defense, too. He had a couple of knockaways, passes defense. He has, and I, and I love the rhetoric we're hearing from him about him because they're saying some specific things that he's doing to try and get better. Remember, Kyrie's the guy who wanted him to put the playbook on the plane when they came and got him as a when first When they drafted player. him, yeah. And they drafted him. He's a student of the game. All of that speaks to where he, I think, where his top end is going to be. Uh, I thought it was insightful. Earlier in the year, I saw him when he got back on the field and, and, uh, Somebody asked him about how he was doing, and he said, finally getting to the point where he can just kind of go out and play. He tended to overthink it, as a lot of young players do. They overthink it. They're trying to be perfect. They're trying to do this and that instead of just freeing up and, and using their skills and, and their own savvy and level of, of knowledge. They always feel like they, they're, miss, you know, they're trying to overcome their lack of experience or their lack of knowledge or whatever it is that they convince themselves they don't have. So they spend their time trying to overcome those things. And he's getting to the point now where he's like, he can just play. And he's much better for it, I think. And it's, it's yeah. nice to hear that, you know, we see it. But it's also nice to hear from his teammates about, you know, how much the mental side of the game and all the preparation mean to him, too. So that is Around the Locker Room, presented by Connect Life, your blood and organ donor network. We take a break here. When we come back, some sad news 
in the world of college football. Tragic news, actually. We'll let you know what that is next here on One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.